0: FM to get started. Peace!
1: Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley.
0: Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. And today is day 51 titled, What I Wished I Knew in Dating, Another Chore Conversation and Fun Things to Do with Your Spouse.
1: If you're new here, welcome. We have over 260 shows about all things relationship and marriage related. We're here because we love you, and we love you so much, in fact, that we had a sponsorship from Audible because Mm -hmm. we want to get you a free audiobook, so go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get your free audiobook on us. Go do that. Seriously, it's amazing.
0: For real. Right now, I don't think I've talked about this recently, I am reading a book called Sovereignty. By an author named Ryan Mickler, who also does the Order of Man Order podcast. Of man. And he was on our show in season one and talked about his journey of season change. Season two? Well, he was on the show. And um, what am I saying? And the book is titled Sovereignty. And it is awesome. It is really good and really helpful. It's for men. So, husbands, read it. He's like get the your man husbands, version
1: it. of me. Like <laughs> <have> a redhead <laughs> dude. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, And And every day we read a review of the day, but we didn't have one today.
0: No, I did. I got one today. I was so
1: excited about what I had put.
0: Well, we read that yesterday. It was just
1: five points for Gryffindor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Five points for the House of Studley. Okay, I'm going to read. This comes from Miss Sydney Wilson. Five stars, just what I needed. Seth and Melanie are an amazing... Uh, are amazing for sharing their struggles. Hearing about how they have worked through their hard times along with Seth's, Seth's therapy knowledge has been so invaluable for me. I first heard of this podcast on the Real Life Podcast by Jeff and Alyssa Bethke. What up? What up, Jeff and Alyssa? And I could not stop listening once I downloaded all the episodes. Most people just skim surface level topics and don't really get gritty and honest, but this is not the case with the AOM Podcast, and I'm here for it. I've told all my friends about this podcast and literally get excited every Thursday when new episodes Episodes come out. I'll keep it up. Keep it up, guys. You guys are doing awesome things. We'd love for you to come to Oklahoma for an event. Ooh, oh, I go um, to Oklahoma. Been that must there. be an
1: old review every yeah, Thursday. Yeah, it is.
0: Because guess what? We daily have y'all shows daily. Thank so. you
1: for that review. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jeff and Alyssa are rad. We hung out with him in Maui. That's whatever. Right.
0: Hey, Leslie. Bohemian I feel say. cool.
1: Um, oh, but th- I wanted to say yes. That is the reason we made this podcast. Is that we needed a resource that was gritty when we were going through the hardest part of our marriage. So that's why we made this show. Because mm-hmm. we were like everything else felt. And I'm not trying to diss anybody and their work, but like everything else felt like oh here's how you make your marriage happier once it's already just decently happy. But ours right. was like. Our marriage is really ridiculously terrible. I need a resource for that. And so that's why we made our show. So yes, tell all your friends with their terrible marriages to come check out our show. (laughs) Just kidding.
0: All right. Let's see. Oh, hello, Studs. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Okay. We're going to dive right into it.
1: It was nice chatting with you yesterday, Leslie. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: All right, here we go. Hello, Seth and Melanie. Thank you for all you do. I love your podcast. I love all the topics you guys talk about. I am 27 and single. Your podcast really opens up my eyes on what married life looks like. Learning on how we can have intentional, meaningful, healthy relationships in our lives is so important. I wish this podcast was around in my earlier 20s. I would have been set up for life. Well, maybe not for life, but it, it would have <laughs> like helped that. probably. I like uh, my question is, how could Christian? How should Christians go about dating? I grew up in purity culture. My old church had their own opinion about how a man and women should date, um, and they called it courting, uh, which is I'm not really a fan of. Um, let's see. And then there's secular c- culture, uh, culture point of view of dating. I'm not sure I'm hitting uh, on the head there either. I don't really understand. The concept to date someone just because you're bored or lonely doesn't make sense. I feel confused, frustrated, and wondering, is there another way? Maybe my question is really more about how I should date with good intention. Um, This is an area in my life, it's hard for me to trust in God, finding a life partner. I don't know if churches is God's only way, how to seek relationships. I would love your thoughts and opinion. Uh, Let it rip, guys. (laughs) Let it rip. All right. And it says, if you're ever in Denver, I'll be the first to buy you guys a coffee or some excellent beer. All right. Denver is awesome. I will take your invitation. So, okay, let's talk about this. Um, Purity culture, we know, has been really damaging. And also, I'm not going to say that probably people were helped out during that too i know for our personal thing like i dated a lady
1: our personal for, thing our dating relationship yeah
0: like i i dated a, a lady like five years before melanie right and then dated other people and blah, blah, so blah. did i <laughs> just so kidding. did well i don't know if you want to talk about that sure <laughs> um anyway <laughs> i just thought that was funny to say. that is funny um and on our very first date, I had known Melanie for a year. We worked together at Starbucks, which is being torn down, which I'm...
1: The Buckstones. The Buckstones. We're trying to get the furniture of Starbucks, but stay focused, please.
0: Okay. You're, st- you're talking about furniture. <laughs>
1: You dated someone for five years. We worked yes, together at Starbucks. and then we
0: worked together for about a year, and I, I liked her. We kept it cool, and it was, it was just normal, right? And then on our very actual first date, we walked to a park and sat on a log, and I said, hey, I don't want to date you if this may not lead to marriage. And it wasn't like a purity culture thing. It wasn't a courting or whatever goofy church thing. It was like, hey, I don't want to waste time. So, I kind of don't want to date if we're not going to maybe get married. Yeah. Right?
1: That's We basically agreed. If this doesn't lead to marriage, let's not even do it. Like Let's just not waste our time with it.
0: Yeah. Because I, th- I thought it was a waste of time. And I don't want to waste time. And I had written actual... I thought about this for a long time. I had written out an actual list of things that I want in a partner. What would be a good fit for me? What would be helpful for me how could i help my future partner and made a list and you fit all that list i list i yeah
1: um i that's great good story i would like to Oof. uh talk about for a second what being
0: rude wasn't on the list what
1: dating was when we were dating so we've been married for f- almost 15 years it will be 15 years in august mm mm-hmm. August 7th, if you want to send us an anniversary gift. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Um, But it'll be 15 years in August. And when we were dating, there wasn't like uh, dating apps and all the crap that there is today.
0: Bye, Leslie. And I think,
1: oh, see you later, Leslie. Uh, So there wasn't dating apps. There wasn't all the stuff that's available to couples today or to people today. Right. So I genuinely think in the 15 years since you and I have been married and together, Mm -hmm. the concept of how young people date or even, I mean, not necessarily young people, just how people date is like disappeared. Um, It has.
0: Mm -hmm. The
1: reason that people date is like, oh, why would I? I can stay single forever. Yeah. You can always also wear diapers till you're a hundred. So you're
0: equating singleness (laughs) with wearing
1: diapers. I think it's, I think it's a perpetual, uh, immature. I'm not saying people who can't get a girlfriend or boyfriend are immature, but I think the way that people approach it Mm -hmm. is very like, um, I want to say childish. It's going to sound harsh to say it that way, but I want to say, don't interrupt me, please.
0: It is very consumeristic.
1: Thank you for interrupting me when I asked you not to. (laughs) Yes, it's consumeristic. It's consumerist in its nature, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, Because people are saying to themselves, well, what do I get out of dating? That's not why we date people, okay? So this is, I was thinking about this the other day and I didn't get to say, speak on it because it just didn't come up. Mm -hmm. But um we started dating because we had, like, when we would work together, and I had a boyfriend at this time. When we would work together, uh, we would, like, I would see that Seth was on the schedule, and I'd be like, yes, I get to hang out with that guy today. It's going to be so fun. She
0: would flirt with me while she had a boyfriend. Could I'm just stay kidding. stay
1: serious? Like, you, and you would do the same. Like, right. we were friends. We wanted to be friends. Yes. Like, that was the... It was like we were friends that were in love, essentially, right? And so think of it that way. If you have a friend that you fall in love with, date them, Mm -hmm. right? Not if they're dating someone. Don't be a jerk. (laughs) But um, do you... Well, I mean, I was dating someone. Be a jerk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Does that make sense when I say it that way?
0: Yeah, I like that point, actually. Um,
1: And so I think that people genuinely don't understand what dating is for. Mm -hmm. It's not... It, well, let me read, not for, why dating exists. Mm-hmm. It's not to get something. I don't date Seth or marry Seth so I can get his paycheck and like maybe his amazing car, <laughs> his uh, Toyota, Toyota, Yaris. Toyota hatchback. No, you're. Ha- <laughs> I was thinking of Speedy. Your Honda? Was it a Honda, oh, Honda Civic, Civic, Civic hatchback? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't date him to get something. I date him because it's like there's like my heart has a space, the shape of Seth, and he fills that space up, mm-hmm. right? I'm not incomplete without him, he, but he rounds out that picture, and I right. wanted that in my life. And, I, and same for him. It wasn't like you had to twist his arm to date me. He mm-hmm. wanted to date me. And so we sought one another in mm-hmm. that.
0: Can I say something? I think it that it, anyway. <laughs> I think that it's difficult right now, and it has been historically for people to date of like, oh, I gotta court or be intentional and like my 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 intention is honorable with you and all this stuff, right? Was that your idea or was that something that was like put on you, right? Wait, so, you
1: are you mad at this guy?
0: No, I'm not mad at this guy. I'm mad at like people asking that. Like whose idea was this? Oh, I gotta do this. To court? I have to court and do this. No, I think the answer is Okay, just like you said, okay, I have this interest, this interest, this interest, I know myself, I know my ad- identity, whatever that is, and I want to be with with someone else. I want to, uh, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, I think the whole courting and like being intentional is like, I'm not, I'm not full unless I have, you know, the perfect wife or husband and I'm not. Um, well,
1: do you know much about courting?
0: S- sort of not really
1: i read joshua harris's i Kiss dating goodbye when i was like 18 or 19 i must have been 19 right um and i i was like eh whatever take it or leave it i don't care right but this it's essentially like uh i i just imagined like uh weird i'm not even gonna say what i'm imagining but it's funny uh i so what i think of is when you're courting hey look look bro you gotta leave the screen alone you are so all over the map will you be with me in this moment
0: you're right. Yes. Please
1: be with me. Got Stop it. waving at people. All right. I love you. Uh so, one of the things that I think courtship espouses is mm-hmm. this idea that like two pure, holy, untouched mm. uh virgin, you know, I think of like Aryan nation for some reason. What? <laughs> I think of like a uh, creepy <laughs> like Children of the Corn vibe. Oh, like uh, okay. like that. Like a uh, like I don't maybe I'm using that incorrectly, but I think, I think of like are. that's what the like the what, what Christian, Western Christian culture has said, like courting is what blonde people do. (laughs) Oh, right. Like these holy saints that glow. But the Mm. whole concept is that they like look at each other's eyes and they know that the Lord has given them a spouse for life. Right. Which is horrendously wrong and not truthful for what actually happens in a marriage. Yes. Like if you took courtship and then you threw like... Okay, what's it going to look like after being married for seven years? Okay, throw like a dirty diarrhea-filled diaper at somebody. Have a kid screaming over there. Have a medical bill you can't pay. Have a leaky faucet. Are you holy now? Nope. (laughs) Like courting does not... Your wallet is holy. Yeah. Yeah, right. Courting does not actually have anything to do with real life. Right. I'm not dissing people who like the concept, like it all you want. I do not care if it works for you, do it. But I think it's incredibly damaging. I mean, Purity culture is incredibly damaging. Mm -hmm. We are not pure. Like, I mean, we can be good people, but pure is definitely not what we are. It's just as humans. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I think it's really, really, really damaging when we look across a room and we go, oh, look, it's St. Seth. We can have the holiest matrimony of all holy matrimonies. Right. Like, no, you're humans. If you don't like that person and you don't have common interests or common goals in life, if you don't want to grow as a person with that person, then don't ever date them. It's like Never date them.
0: It's like having that same expectation of marriage and then going into a retail job and thinking, okay, I'm going to work this cash register. And every customer is going to be happy with my service. Yeah. I'm going to like refund everything appropriately and all the computers will wor- work and it'll just be perfect, right? I'll be in retail, customer service heaven. And that's just a stupid idea. One you customer
1: know? walks in and you hate your life. I know,
0: you're like, what the <laughs> F, right? And then that so let's look at it clearly here. I think just learning to lay out our expectations up front would be huge. Seems like it takes some couples years just to figure that out. Yes, that they, that don't, they don't want need
1: or them. need it. Yes, that's a huge thing.
0: That is exact. I feel like
1: dating is now more like shopping for the perfect mate on multiple apps. Oh, that's a good one too. That's yeah, a good analogy. Yeah, so analogy. The, these two things. Yes, dating is not about consuming a, another human soul to make you happy, yeah. right? It, that's not what dating is. So I would say to this person who says like, I don't understand dating. I'm confused by it. Like the the secular version of dating is like um, shopping at Walmart. Endless aisles, just like run your arm over it all. Put it all in the cart, <laughs> right? But then the Christian culture of dating is <laughs> like, uh, what could you even equate it to? Like picking the right Bible at the Christian bookstore. <laughs> like yeah. it, you're... It, it's not gonna, hmm, I don't know how to say that. I don't want to. Or anything. I,
0: yeah, it's hard for us to not be. I don't, like, I mean, I'm not trying to put it, it
1: down. I just think that the concept of it is so weird because it's like nowhere in the culture of, uh, of courting does it say things like, do you work well together as a team? Do you encourage one another? Like, when stuff gets hard, do you know how to lift the other one up and get them through the hard stuff? Like, there's just no reality in courting. Mm-hmm. There's also no reality in secular culture dating or like worldly whatever like yeah flipping through multiple did you just fart no yes you did no i did not (laughs) are you kidding me
0: (laughs) (laughs) what is this meat say on task me oh my anyway okay so, Christian so dating would be more aligned with seeing if you're compatible compatible, and your values really align enough to work through a lifetime together. Yeah, you have to have similar values on anything, not just in a Christian thing. It's like, oh, okay, I'm vegan and she only eats meat. That's different values, mm-hmm. right? I, I'm lazy and like to play video games. She's a solid, crazy, hard worker that never watches TV or relaxes. Those are different values, so that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's, I mean... How about this it doesn't matter if it's christian non christian let's let's not polarize it that way let's just say same values, not same values.
1: Yeah, I just so you know someone also wrote, but also, don't you dare touch any other item in the grocery store and know exactly what you want without trying any. I think that's a really great mm-hmm. concept. And one of the things that Christian, I mean, like hardcore Christians are immediately going to think of sex, and right. that's not what we're talking about. But here's what I think, like when you learn to ride a bike, and you're what, how old were you when you learned to ride a bike?
0: I don't know, six or yeah, something. Yeah, so I think
1: I was like seven. I was a little bit older. So let's say, oh, I learned to ride a bike. You can never ride a different bike for the rest of your life because seven-year-old bike that you rode is holy it's a holy sainthood bike like it's not it doesn't make any sense you use different bikes as you grow right. as you change maybe i love like mountain biking i need a bike for mountain biking mm-hmm. right like it's silly to think that um that sort of like purity mindset mm-hmm. is like yep that one forever forever yeah like so- it's not great and helpful
0: I don't know if this helps out the <laughs> listener because, like, I'm confused, frustrated, and wondering, is there another way? We haven't really given you another way because well, – how about this? There isn't, a, there isn't a one single way, right? Yeah. Be smart. Don't be flippant like, you know, everything is permissible. Not everything is beneficial. Don't date 100 women. Sleep with them all and be like, oh, I don't know what's going on. That's just – that's dumb, right? That's not good. And um, so what are your values – how do you want to act in a dating relationship and look for a person that way. Mm -hmm. And what you, what you're looking for, you'll find if you're looking for somebody like, you know, I don't know. Well, let's see, how could that relate to dating? Um, What you focus on expands. Oh, is this the perfect person? Uh, Well, no, they're not going to be. They're going to find something. You're going to always find something. Are you the
1: perfect person?
0: Right. Boom, Um, baby.
1: (laughs) Someone wrote, you can't take a bite out of every fruit in the produce aisle and put it back. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's really funny. Yeah, and that is definitely not what we mean. We're not saying like sleep around and that Mm -hmm. kind of deal. But I would say, too, and along with what you were saying, the idea that... um, Wait, what did you just say? You were saying... Oh, yeah. So in terms of how to find a partner, I would say, I mean, this isn't foolproof or whatever, but get in community where people are doing things that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. That could be joining a rock climbing group, a church group, a get, have a job where people are like-minded the way that you are. That's mm-hmm. how we met. A lot of people, like my sister met her husband at their college where they worked in the same cafeteria or whatever. My, you know, there's, there's, proximity matters so Mm. get in real relationships be a real human speaking to another human in a space doing something that you enjoy right you know i i would highly recommend not doing that online not saying that online stuff doesn't work but the more we um like assimilate our brains to that online media dating world Mm -hmm. the more likely we're going to treat it like flipping through a catalog right Mm -hmm. so be in the real world is all i would say i agree thank you for the question
0: Okay, is it wrong? Geez, <clears throat> sorry. Here, you read this, this is one.
1: the end of a really long email that we got. So, uh, and it was in the women's, or it was in our thing. But so, hey,
0: tearing it up. Hey, uh, five stars, Gryffindor. I'll wait <laughs> for you. Five stars,
1: Gryffindor. <laughs> uh, five points. Uh, is it wrong of me to feel like housework should be done equally between the husband and the wife? We both work full time jobs. When I get home, it's a it's workout, dinner, bath time, bedtime routine. Then maybe thirty minutes of mommy time before my husband gets home. Uh, at 9 30 or 10 he his days off are the best days for chores to get done I'm not trying to take advantage of him but I can get but I can see how that may be happening how do I change my expectations of what he does how do I show him that I'm thankful for his work how do I say thank you but or I do say thank you but it seems like he wants me to jump up and down and bow at his feet because he cleaned something that's just not my thing Why isn't it simple? uh, Why isn't a simple thank you? I appreciate you doing X, Y, Z enough. He is very much a words of affirmation and physical touch guy and I'm the complete opposite. He doesn't think I'm like crazy. What? He doesn't thank me like crazy when I go to the store and do whatever. But I guess I just don't know how to show him my appreciation in a way that matters to him. I do love my husband and I'm so grateful for the things that he does around the house. I just don't know if this is a problem that he's doing a lot of chores or the problem is that I don't show him enough gratitude. So again, Mm. this was like the bottom half of a giant email right that was talking about like her husband basically it's the fight of like why do all of the responsibilities of like mopping the floor cleaning a toilet folding laundry fall onto the woman and then it's like a perpetual fight for the husband to actually join in that mm-hmm. so we're gonna have a real-time convo about it mm. because i think that so many people fall into this pattern mm-hmm. um and i agree with that it's like you know, like you would do that too, where you'd be like, hey, look, I did the laundry. And right. I'm like, great. I've done it for 15 freaking years. Mm-hmm. What, pat me on the back, would you? Mm. Like, it's so freaking annoying. <laughs> I can't even tell you how annoying it is when like a dude does one thing mm-hmm. and then wants you to like clap. And it's like, I zero care. I did that every day mm-hmm. for the last 13 years. Great. Right. So let's have a conversation about it. And I'm not all trying right. to attack you. Men, I'm not trying to attack you. Some men do laundry all the time and do chores more than the woman does. Mm-hmm. But this is a thing that i see a lot especially in the women's group and especially with women i know mm-hmm. so let's talk go for it real time
0: okay go it's all you go you go <laughs> oh my gosh um let's see okay so perspective i don't think that it is fair to um yeah this is a, a great question and it's probably something that we'll talk about forever um
1: you don't have much to say
0: no i do um i'm just trying to formulate my thoughts here so yeah, it's not fair to say, oh, okay, the house. Well, that's your job, right? It's just not fair. And sometimes it makes sense if the mom has or the wife has, is a uh, works at stay at home. You know, her job is stay at home, right? That makes sense that you do that because I'll be gone working, mm. and so that makes sense. Uh, but you work. And so it's just, I don't know, I guess it's unlearning, especially this comes from family of origin and cultural stuff, unlearning like traditionally what women's roles were, what men's roles were. And let's just look at it. Okay, what makes sense? When we and were first having kids, I worked outside of the home. You didn't, right?
1: I worked in the home. I worked my butt off I'm sorry. with two tiny children.
0: So how about this?
1: I worked 24 hours a day nonstop with no brakes. I couldn't get so in a car did, and right. drink a latte on my way to work.
0: So you... Okay, obviously you have feelings about it, but that's not fair because working outside of the house is doing like, okay, how do you make a house work? All the components. You need money. You need somebody to stay with the kids. You need a vacuum to sweep Mm -hmm. the floors. All this stuff, right? So it's like, okay, I'm taking care of one component of that pie. Uh You are taking care of the other one, right?
1: (laughs) Component of a pie. Slice. (laughs) I like component.
0: Slice of a pie. So maybe this served... A real purpose when you're when you had little baby kids, right? Because women biologically have kids and they take care of the kids, right? Sure. What do you mean, sure? Yeah, sure. They do.
1: Not all women are stay at home with their children, though.
0: I know. I'm not saying that. But so it, it maybe it's it would be more helpful if we look at it like a pie, right? Yes. Okay. So how many um, slices do you have the ability to do and take care of, husband? How many? slices do you have the ability to do and take care of okay sometimes my ability is eight right Mm -hmm. while yours is two Mm -hmm. okay you just had a kid whatever Mm -hmm. and vice versa oh one of the partners are in grad school and they're trying to work too they can't do housework because they have to read every single second Mm -hmm. they have to do stuff every single second so guess what now you have eight i have two so this is always fluctuating right now i don't know how many do we have five and five
1: sure ten slice pie
0: yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't know. So is it more helpful to look at it that way? Not like, oh, culture and this and this and this.
1: No, I'm not interested in slices of pie. I'm interested in laundry being put away. Like, I think it's too vague for people. I think people will be like, oh, yeah, I carry my own slice. What? Mm-hmm. Like, no, we, we need actual clear expectations. We need right. a list of what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to, as a couple, sit down Across from one another, no phones, no computers, no distractions, no kids. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily do this out on a date, but you could, Mm -hmm. like at a restaurant, Mm -hmm. and have a plan and talk about... What do we do that isn't helpful? What do we do that's not making this work well? Like, how can we say this is how this makes me feel when? Because, like you said, well, I worked out of the home. Mm-hmm. I was a mom to a newborn and a fifteen-month-old. There mm-hmm. is nothing hard. I mean, there's there's stuff harder than that, mm-hmm. but it's pretty freaking hard. Right? You're nothing but carrying children all the time. They're crying. They're fighting. They're crapping. They're eating. They're making a mess, and it's perpetual. And I don't think you understood when you drove off in your car every day to I mean it would have been a thousand times easier for me to get an office job Mm. and be like see you later kids have Mm -hmm. a nanny right Mm -hmm. but I don't think that I don't think men sit long enough or I mean not just men. I'm not trying to bash men here, but we need to have that conversation where we sit long enough with attention of that. People mm-hmm. don't like to think about the things that are uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. we need to think about this stuff cuz this is what tears marriages apart. Right. Stupid stuff like you don't put the laundry away. Why do I have to be the only one to scrub the pee off the toilet, mm-hmm. right? And for example, like there's always pee on the toilet of our thing and I'm like me and my daughter can't even pee there. We can't even make pee go there. You and your boys should clean mm. it. My boys. Our boys. But anyone with a your kids. with a, a utensil that can shoot pee that way. A utensil. Should be cleaning it. Right? <laughs> oh, and so and but when we're when you're not doing that right. and you're leaving it for me to do and you're not teaching our boys to do it, mm-hmm. then they won't learn and they'll perpetuate all of this stuff mm-hmm. in their relationships.
0: Yeah. So it's something that you have to be aware of, right? Uh let's see. It's cultural. This is so real and true. Uh going away to work versus staying at home is a day is 10,000 times easier. Oh gosh, yeah. Uh-huh. Hey Lily, good morning.
1: It really is. It's mm-hmm. like I don't th- and I think that this is the conversation that men and women aren't having until it's like to a boiling point mm. and the and usually the woman is like I am so freaking exhausted. Right. I cannot do this anymore and the man's like what? I support you. Like it just becomes this stupid no one's actually talking about the truth of it mm-hmm. and no one's addressing it before mm. the S hits the fan.
0: So how do we help our listeners move through that?
1: I think it's just, it's a series of conversations that have to be done really lovingly together. It's what, what, a, what are we doing wrong as a couple? Mm-hmm. Not who's to blame. That's not that. It's we, mm-hmm. a couple, us. Mm-hmm. What are we doing that isn't helpful? Mm-hmm. So there might in be included in that a list of the things that like when you leave, um, you know, when you don't actually fold the laundry. Because earlier in this email, she says, my husband gets distracted when he's playing video games and doesn't finish the laundry. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. We turn the video game off, we set a timer for 30 minutes or whatever that looks like, and your husband no longer has the excuse that I got distracted with video games. Like it's mm-hmm. stuff like that. You got to bring tangible stuff and pop it right in there and do it now. Mm-hmm. And no like theoretical, yeah, we'll all get better at it. No, you won't. Mm-hmm. You play your video game like you always do, turn it off and set a timer. Mm-hmm. And then when it's done, you may turn your game back on. Mm-hmm. And that's called becoming an adult. Right. Right. I think a lot of times in relationships, there's, a, especially around chores, there's the adult and then there's like the semi-almost adult kid human. Mm-hmm. It's not always the man, but sometimes it is um, because it culturally, men are taught I go off to work and my mm-hmm. wife puts my dirty boots away when I get home and mm-hmm. dinner is whatever. Like that is, sounds silly and it sounds old-fashioned, but I think it's still really pervasive in lots and mm-hmm. lots of homes. So there needs to be a conversation about what is not working, what is not sustainable long-term, what makes me feel bad, what would make me feel good if you said, oh, I'm going to set a timer, turn my game off, turn my phone off for 30 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. You know how much you could get done on 30 focus minutes a day? Mm-hmm. Like how stupidly easy is that? Yeah. Yeah. 30 minutes, that's it. 15 would be all you need if you started that pattern because then the house wouldn't be a wreck all Mm -hmm. the time. And Marie Kondo everything. Get rid of stuff. Just Mm -hmm. stop owning things.
0: So I hope, let's see, Just uh, I'm always amazed at how little I can do, get done being a work from home dad. Yeah, Mm. with kids trying to do stuff? No, Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous. Somebody says chore list. Yeah, make it simple, chore list. Um, Eric says... Just be fair. Just be fair. And I say do this. This time. time. You do uh, it
1: next time. Yeah. Yeah. That's There's every And every couple's got to have their own method of how to make this work and what is going to work for them. But again, expectations, what isn't working, what would be helpful. Um, and no one can put the weight of everything on somebody else. Mm-hmm. I think that's really somebody important Somebody
0: says too. communication really helps too. When the husband tells the wife when he will get to something, but if it's not right away yeah mm-hmm. hey yeah, yeah after this 30 minute timer this is my thing mm-hmm. i've written it down
1: we do that all the time actually on the weekends now we'll be like what is your objective for this day what are right. you trying to get done today mm-hmm. so that i can know like oh he wants to take a run or he wants to go to the store and get shoes or whatever it is mm-hmm. like if i know what he's doing it helps me to manage the rest of my day as well and vice versa so yes yeah. and you're working is really as a team
0: key. so okay last question guys let's see oh should we do this last question Yes. It's 28 minutes. Okay. What are some board games, card games that you guys like to play with your husband? Trying to cut back on Netflix binging. I'm especially looking for things we could pick up and play at home, just the two of us. Um, Let's put that down. That's, okay. that's that question. Okay. We'll have, so We have one th- This more question's question for that. fun. And um, we, so there's this one game called Bananagrams, and that one's really fun. It's kind of mm-hmm. like. Uh, Scrabble, but with a banana. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really, that's a lot of fun. It's cheap. It's like, I don't know, 15 or 16 bucks, maybe. I might be wrong. We
1: like um, to play with our kids and mm-hmm. we play Spot It a lot, which is really fun.
0: Spot It is fun. It's and super fun. when we were in Hawaii with Jeff and Alyssa Bethke, we played uh, Blockus. Blockus at their house, uh-huh. I think. And uh, we got that when we came back. Yeah. And that was really fun. Mm-hmm. It's super easy. It's super simple. And then also, we uh, have. What what's the card game that we play sometimes at the twenty one? Well, yeah, twenty one or or blackjack, yeah, together. But then you you um busted it it out at the sushi restaurant one time. Uh, I don't know what game was that
1: place. We play. Uh, spot it at the sushi restaurant yeah i know but there, I, there, so here let me else. tell you a trick i started packing in our van i keep spot it um sometimes the kids will take it out and i'll forget to put it back in but like i'll keep dominoes spot it um a deck of car- several decks mm-hmm. of cards because i love to play solitaire
0: uno is oh, good no yeah i play uno. uno with my kids and my work kids too it says
1: monopoly deal is fun just yeah um the card version of monopoly we played it with your brother um it doesn't matter so uh, but like yeah there's tons of things Mm -hmm. like that I would also suggest though um, I love 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 like old Mario games Uh, like they have them new on the Switch and stuff like Nintendo so Super Mario or Tetris yeah Um,
0: Tetris doing uh, two player and like competing Mm -hmm. is super fun. Dr. Mario. Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cards Against Humanity. We play that one with my brother, too.
1: Yeah. Things like that. So just go find like, I love having like portable things. So Monopoly, like the big game, is hard to take places, Mm -hmm. but I get decks of things and we'll just put them in our car Mm -hmm. and have them. It's so much fun. It is delightful. So I love that you ask this question. Yeah. Um, Good question. And if you're listening right now and have different, um, things that you can add pop it into the facebook feed or whatever and and read the last question though we had one more
0: okay it says hi all my husband and I are starting to prepare for trying to have our first baby we're prepping financially and logistically as best we can but mainly physically spiritually and emotionally do any of you mamas out there have advice for me or my husband for this stage anything you wish you'd known before you can conceive the first time and so on I'm researching a lot of the medical physiological side of getting my body physically healthy for pregnancy and I'm struggling on the emotional mental spiritual side of getting things I want to be a mama but I'm terrified and thought of losing my current way of living without the responsibility of taking care of timey human being any advice in helping me get to a place of humility and unselfish love living uh, would be greatly appreciated. Thanks.
1: Um, so hmm. she's afraid to have a baby and how to prepare for that. Yeah. So this is what I, I really like this question. Thank you for asking it. And I'm going to just share a little bit before we had kids. I wasn't necessarily worried about how having a child would change my life, but I was absolutely freaking terrified of vaginal birth, mm. I was like, I will die, I will die. Like dead. it was <laughs> dead, gone. Uh, it was terrifying to me, and uh, so I want to say I survived three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm good. I'm still here, uh, and so <laughs> I think it's important. Like some of the t- some of the things we think will be scary, or I mean, my births were great too. I, yeah. had, I had our kids like, like Boom, that. Baby. So, um, so I think your fear. I want you to do this. I want you to swap your fear for um, joy and hope. Like change. I'm terrified to change my way of living. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's going to be so hard. I'm going to be a bad mom or whatever and go. It's going to be exciting to step into a new phase. Mm-hmm. Like switch it. Switch what it is. Switch what it, how you talk about it, how you think about it. Like you feel that, oh man, I'm afraid of this. Mm-hmm. Switch it to. It's going to be so cool to learn about having a child. What?
0: So let's normalize this a little bit. Um, you're here because of a mother, <laughs> yeah. right? And we're all here because of a mother. Billions and billions and billions of times over, right? You don't know the strength that you have just yet. Preach. But after you have that little kid, you're going to be like, I am freaking superwoman in mm-hmm. our bodies. Are beautifully made, and I am awesome. So, for the dad's perspective, and you know what? All this stuff takes care of itself emotionally, physical, spiritually. You will be like, Where is this strength coming from? And it's coming from zillions of years of programming and like instinctual knowledge that you can't even believe that you even have, which mm-hmm. is totally rad. Um, hold on. Let's see. Uh, uh, Christina says um, Holy H word. <laughs> Can we cuss? Can we say like H and at least? I I'm have trying to. to
1: impress Dave Ramsey and his group.
0: Okay. Oh, holy hell! <laughs> yeah, I almost did die having our second one. I thank God the second one was a lot easier. Christina,
1: you were not supposed to write that. We are trying to keep people happy over here.
0: Um. Oh, well, okay. And the reality of that does happen. It's, psych- it's psychological. It helped me to think about the millions and millions of people that have done childbirth before. They were fine, and people continue to have babies. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We have this. Uh, <laughs> don't don't be sorry, Christina. We're just messing. <laughs> Here's the thing with becoming a parent. First off, kudos to you for prepping. But there's but no matter what you do, you're never be totally ready but you will learn you will survive and you will be totally strong and empowered moms are amazing and powerful beings and you are going to be one of them yes fear that le- Josh says fear that leads to the reverence and to the taking parenting seriously is a healthy and great mm, thing that's a good yes point. it is you're not going to take this seriously because you have a kid in- you're an alien you are an alien you have an alien in your body what
1: happened um i think i just
0: can't imagine that inside it's pretty
1: amazing yeah um so one of the things i want to say too, as far and this is going to sound unrelated for a moment but preparing uh you do not need all the baby stuff you think you need no (laughs) first off i'm gonna say that i want you to think of someone who lives in another place another part of this world that is not maybe has as much stuff as americans have you can have a baby in a cave you can have a baby and ride a Millions motorcycle. Of people have. Like you, you do not need all mm-hmm. the crap that Target thinks you need. And by the way, you should listen to how Target <laughs> figures out that you're pregnant before you even know. Mm. It's pretty trippy. Scary. But um, so. You, I, th- I just want to really say, you have everything within you to do this. Like Seth said, you have a power and a strength within you already. It's like a God given, and I don't mean mm-hmm. like Christian God given. It's like innate universe juice. It's like in us. Like we right. are, it, we have it already. And a good example is that of that is if you are already a parent and something bad has almost happened to your child, you become superhuman. Like, Boom. one yeah. time, Hattie was hiding under the bed, but I thought she had ran... Away. Like, this was when mm. she was tiny. I could not find her. We looked under the... but We could not... I could not find her. Mm. And I jumped a, like, five-foot fence mm-hmm. in, like, a, one bound. I was, like, superwoman because I was like, where's my kid? <laughs> like, it's... Mm-hmm. You change. And so, just know you have all the stuff in you already. Yeah. Um, and I would really encourage you every time you feel that fear of oh my gosh what if changing this pattern blah 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 Mm -hmm. turn it into excitement turn it into curiosity and um these phases are phases you don't you do not stay hold on so when your child is little um and they need like diapers and constant nursing and they don't sleep that phase is a phase it's Mm -hmm. temporary it doesn't last forever um and then when they're a toddler that's a phase it's temporary doesn't last forever Mm -hmm. when your kid is 10 and 11 like Mm -hmm. ours are Mm -hmm. they don't they're totally it's totally different you're not wiping butts anymore right you're not you can go have a margarita with your friends you can have a margarita with your friends when your kids are there <laughs> like it's a totally different vibe so i want to really encourage Give your kid a margarita but it's a <laughs> it's don't. a phase it's not right. lifelong um mm-hmm. it's it's hard to it, it's so scary it's just like overwhelming to think of it but it's it's a temporary mm-hmm. phase yeah and, it and changes. people
0: change change is good you're mm-hmm. going to accept it and kick some butt let's see how uh, does
1: target know you're pregnant before you do Oh man, it's trippy. It knows it like uses algorithms. analytics, algorithms to sh- look at what you're shopping for. Mm-hmm. When people start buying unscented lotions and like it does all the math and it can tell you. I mean, it's trippy. But then you get target
0: ads. You'll get um, yeah. So, I think it's Faith Blair, but I read it as Faye the Blair.
1: Faye the Blair. <laughs> Faye the
0: Blair. Epidurals are nice too. Oh yeah. I'm sure they I had are.
1: epidurals with all three of our t- Seth almost fainted when I got mine. Yeah come out with a needle the size of Canada and go hey bend over oh great okay
0: all right we're wrapping this up we love you guys thank you Um, hope this podcast is helpful today we covered a lot of stuff and you guys were awesome in your interaction so yes yes faith (laughs) I thought so Um, so I want you to have an awesome Wednesday
1: faith the Blair join
0: (laughs) join us tomorrow Thursday remember to go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage and one last plug July 25th we are going to party I hope a lot of people go there and if they don't I'm still going to party. Seth so, won't tell
1: you where it is because he wants you to go to the Eventbrite you to You have sign to sign up. up. That's helpful. So he's he's intentionally not telling you where our uh, AOM meetup is in Seattle so that you go to the Eventbrite and sign up because you can't... Th- it's going to be packed if you don't sign up. It won't it really, there won't be room for you because yeah. Seattle is really busy anyway. And it's
0: on a Thursday, which is party Thursday night. is
1: the new Friday. <laughs>
0: yeah, kidding. Wednesday um, is the new... Okay.
1: But anyway, so, really quickly, I yes. want to say thank you so much for joining us. Please share the show. So I want you to rate and review it on iTunes. That is super helpful. We'll read your review on the podcast. Mm -hmm. But one of the biggest and most important things is that you share the show with new people, with your friends, with your family, if you think they can deal, if you've (laughs) you've got cool family members. Mm -hmm. Um, But please share the show. We need to get the word out about this. It's helping people all over the world. And we want it to help even more people. We want healthy relationships, healthy families, all that jazz. All day long. So So,
0: a lot of new people on Instagram Live today. Hello. Hello. Welcome to see you. Share the show yeah do it please awesome please share the show all right love you guys we and talk you. to you tomorrow bye. have a good
1: day bye